The time is 8.07. This is Bill McLive, iHeartRadio's talk for the Space Coast. With today's Common Sense on Common Radio. Here's Bill Mick. It's hour three of a Monday morning. It is the 21st day of June, 2021. And uh, the hour is being brought to you by our friends at O'Galley Electric. Headline at BillMick.com today. The big launch, Travis and Sexton. Yes, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton take over the noon to three slot starting this afternoon on WMMB. Excited to hear what that's going to be like. I think it's wise with a uh, format to take over what Rush Limbaugh handled so excellently by himself for over three decades. And, yes, it's going to be a transition. It's going to be a change. But I think it's going to be uh, an interesting one, and I look forward to what they're bringing to the table. And when I get back from vacation, we'll talk about it, see what you think about it thus far. I mean, we're always open to honest discussion here and we have a lot of that and a lot of fun with it and one of the first places i had one uh well no not one of the first places well one of the first places i had one in modesto california was with my buddy dave bowman who hosts the dave bowman show plausibly live the dave bowman show podcast it's linked up for you at billmick.com and dave joins us on these days dave will get with us when we continue in just a second we've got a discount deal that's firing off at 20 after and uh, we'll let you hear that and we'll pick it up with Dave Bowman when we continue in just a moment on 92.7 FM WMMB. <laughs> just saw Keith comment on the Facebook page. If you're watching the video, that's worth looking at. Chateau Madeline, one of our sponsors, they're centrally located in Brevard in Suntree. And uh, if you are in a situation where you've got a senior loved one and that assisted living situation may be something that they're facing down the road, do yourself a favor. Take a look at Chateau Madeline. You can go to SuntreeSeniorLiving.com where you can see that it's resort-style senior living and memory care with first-class nursing care, a place where life can get better with a real home for that senior loved one in your family. Two restaurants, a cafe, miniature golf, a fishing lake, walking trails, and all the services you expect from a phenomenal facility like they are. $1,500 discount off your activity fee. Just tell them you listened to them and you heard about them on Bill McLive. You Again, SuntreeSeniorLiving.com. You can get a look. You want to talk to them and schedule a tour, 321-701-8000 for Senior Living, Chateau Madeline in Suntree. Doesn't your senior loved one deserve a home like Chateau Madeline? Dave Bowman with us from uh, Silverdale, Washington. Hey, Dave, how are, uh, it, it's lighter than normal, and how's the weather this weekend? It's the longest day of the year. Summertime. It's, uh, yes, it is. It's hot. It's, it's going to hit almost 80 here. Almost 80, and that's hot. Okay. I look forward to having less than, you know, 85, 90 when I get to West Virginia this weekend, if I, or this week, if I'm lucky. So you know, who knows? You know, well, the, yeah, yeah. Good Father's Day for you. I understand it was rather vacant, at least as it started out. Yeah, it, uh, it, yeah. it was pretty empty. Everybody left, and I got to do laundry. So I guess it was okay. Great Father's Day for you. Hey, we live in the sports world every now and then, and I thought we'd have some fun with a couple of sports stories out here. Do you not just love Charles Barkley? I have always loved Charles Barkley. <laughs> and we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago on, on my show, and I Barkley is he's one of my heroes. And the reason he's one of my heroes is because he just talks, and he doesn't have a filter, and it's wonderful. And he doesn't and he's care. he's got a sense of humor that yeah. nobody in media seems to have today. No. 
No, his his whole thing a few weeks ago about we should just randomly beat up one fan before the game was was amazing. <laughs> I remember the podcast. Yeah, that's true. And now I hear he's in trouble for criticizing women in San Antonio. He has always done this. He's always made fun of the San Antonio women. Uh, he refers to them as big ass women of San Antonio, and he's calling his bosses now cowards for not defending his use of the jokes on the show. Well, so they won't even let me talk about San Antonio anymore. Right, that, that, that's because somebody wrote a column criticizing him for doing that, and ESPN or TNT, whoever it is, uh, you TNT, know, yeah. Yeah, panicked because, oh my God, one person complained. We, we, we better shut this down because, you know, Bill, if one person complains, that means millions are upset. Yeah, it's like the groups that show up at a city council or county commission meeting uh, wearing 12 of them wearing uh, red T-shirts means that there's thousands of people who feel the way they do. And these commissioners or council members, they perceive it that way and then vote accordingly. It's like, you people are stupid. Well, they're politicians. So, and and ESPN or TNT, sorry, uh, is, you know, I mean, let's face it, they are a hyper-politically sensitive organization that is more concerned about image than content. And Mm -hmm. at that point, what are you going to do? I mean, let's face it, the basketball season this year hasn't been that great. And the only thing you really got going for you is Charles Barkley. And so you're going to muzzle him? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, but... Then again, yeah. I don't watch Lady the NBA. Thing was Madeline Mendoza. She called him out for letting him fat shame women, women in uh, San Antonio. He says, I was just joking around when this one lady wrote this article. I'm like, so y'all going to let this one lady? We've been having fun with this for probably 10, 15 years. After all of that, will anybody in Media Dave ever stand up and say, hey, lady, will you just shut up? No. We're, we're, you know, don't turn it off if you don't want to watch it. No. That's uh, Bill, that's see, that's been our argument for how many years that we've been doing this. If you don't like the content, there's a dial, there's an on off switch, but that no longer seems to work. I mean, now it's like, well, I have a right to be offended. So I'm being compelled or forced or required to listen to this thing that offends me and you Mm -hmm. should stop it. Not, Not I should stop listening, which is what normal people would do. Instead, yeah. we have to complain about it. Um, We're running out of normal people is the problem. Dave, let's get a call in. Line one, you're on with Bill and Dave. Good morning. Line one, go right ahead. Got to listen on the phone, folks. All right, Dave, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Hello, line one. I hate it when that, that's what happens when we uh, don't have George Medina any longer. Bill, so am I on? Him every day. Bill, is it me? Am I here? Am I yes, on? Yes, it is you now, Dave. It's all back to you. <laughs> Uh, Barkley's not a stranger to controversy. No. You've mentioned some of it. He defended athletes who wouldn't kneel before and all of that. Uh, he speaks his mind, and you've got to respect that. You've got to like it. I love, like I said, I, I, I have long loathed the NBA. I don't watch basketball at all. But if if you had a team full of Charles Barkleys, I'd watch. I'd watch oh, that, yeah. with, I'd watch that with, with, with a beer and, and my shorts on. Well, what was the story you told about him elbowing the guy in the Olympics yeah, competition? In, and the guy was just thrilled yeah. that Barkley elbowed him. Back in, back in the 92 Olympics or 94, whatever, whenever the original Dream Team was, he was uh-huh. they were playing Angola. Angola had this center that was about nine feet tall and thin as a rail. And they both went for a rebound. Barkley came down with it because, of course, he's Barkley. And he put an elbow in this guy's chest and just sent the guy flying like he did with Barney on Saturday Night Live. 
And mm-hmm. after the game, they were asking him, you know, was it a cheap shot, whatever. And the guy was just thrilled. Did you see me? I got elbowed by Charles Barkley, and he was just <laughs> ecstatic about the whole thing. And that's how I would have felt, too. Well, yeah, get a chance to do so. You know, I was fortunate when I went to umpire school that I umpired a uh, counselors versus uh, campers game in one of those fantasy camps where doctors and lawyers and people with money pay to go play baseball uh, and hang around former Major League Baseball stars. Had Cesar Cedeno batting. (laughs) And uh, inside corner pitch at the knee, and I ring it up for a strike, and he looked back at me, Dave, like he could have killed me. And then he smiles and he says, good pitch. <laughs> I'm thinking, thank you. I appreciate it. Had a great course. That's when I also had Al Roboski, the mad Hungarian, oh. tie a smoke ball to a baseball, light it, and throw it as a pitch. It was, it was a great time. We had was some, it a strike? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> he threw a lot of those, actually. Great guy. Anyway, Dave Bowman with us for the hour. We're going to move from basketball and just a touch of baseball to the NFL with a couple of things going on there in the politically correct and COVID world. And then Dave brings us a couple of stories in our final segment that, uh, well, we'll let him lay them out for us then. The time is 825. Don't wait till the last minute. The radio clock waits for no one. Call Bill now at 321-768-1240. O'Galley Electric bringing the hours. Dave Bowman and I try to take over the world. Actually, we are taking it over, at least right here for this hour anyway. And you can join in the fray at 321-768-1240. Sports-related things in our society that go nuts. And uh, Dave, got another one. Chris Enlow at the Blaze writing. An Indianapolis police officer filing a lawsuit against the NFL this past Monday, claiming that they they defamed him when they highlighted cases of police brutality and systemic racism. He says he was cleared in his case of all wrongdoing. The prosecutor said the grand jury wouldn't indict on this particular case. He's now filed a federal uh, lawsuit accusing NFL of libel, citing four media creations that accused him of police misconduct. The NFL is as PC as TNT or ESPN or any of these other entities that we've already had in play this morning. This is an interesting oh. one, isn't it? Because it, on on face value, I mean, it certainly looks to me like they defamed the guy. Mm-hmm. But the NFL is also, what, about a trillion dollar industry? I mean, they have lawyers yeah. that... that watch their lawyers. I don't know what the NFL is going to do here. The The easy solution is to give this guy a couple million dollars to go away and just pretend. And the flip side of this, Bill, is I watch the NFL pretty, pretty religiously. I'm not one of these boycott the NFL people. I never saw these ads. I don't, I, who saw these ads that defamed him? I mean, that's going to be the NFL's argument, right? Depends on where they ran them, what they were trying to play to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've seen them either. Um, and a part of it was they put the uh, the person that, that he killed in a self-defense situation, they were putting his name on the back of helmets highlighting police misconduct. So he points to even not just ads, but the on-field conduct and what the NFL put out there as a result of the situation he was involved in. Right, but other than the players, uh, I mean, occasionally you might have seen one on a on a close up or something, but I don't. Uh, 
I don't recall seeing them, but but at the same time, I think it's a clear-cut case of defamation. I mean, it, it clearly is, but then it's the NFL, man. These guys are so lawyered up about everything that I, I would love to see him win this. I would love to see, I would like to see this go to trial and have the NFL actually explain it, but I don't think it's going to. If it if the NFL feels any liability at all, they'll just pay him off to go away. What was it the concussion movie said? That uh, that this, the church used to own, own Sundays, and now the NFL owns those. Yeah, so, yeah. my grandfather it, said it, the same thing. So, it, and it's pretty much true. I mean, it, it is, it's where they are, and th- th- this guy's being referred to as a hero. Um, they say tracked down a very dangerous criminal wanted by the police who was a threat to citizens of Indianapolis, put his life on the line, and was nearly killed in the effort. He was completely exonerated after an exhaustive investigation. And for NFL Enterprises to suggest he was involved in police or racist misconduct, that's totally false, defamatory, and unacceptable. Like you, I would like to see him win this. I think these corporations, and let's not pretend that our favorite sports entities are not, to be jumping in on all the social issues and to be pushing the politically correct buttons, it it turns a lot of people off. It's not going to cost them hugely. You're not going to boycott the NFL. I'm not going to either. It's not going to be effective if you do. So... There you have it. Yeah, and that's part of the problem is that, you know, (coughs) my Facebook feed has been filled for five years of people who are boycotting the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick and so forth and so on, and yet their ratings really aren't that bad and their advertising revenue keeps going up. It's it's not effective. It's not going to work. And most of the— You know why, Davis? Because all the Chinese are watching it. The NFL? Just thought I'd throw it out. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> the NBA, sure, but the NFL, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, okay, it, it, it's the people in London watching it. Then. It could very well be. <laughs> I just, I don't see yeah. them as effective, and and it's not really, you know. Again, the game has issues, but those aren't really the issues that that I'm worried about. Yeah, it, yeah. Replay is the biggest one. They could learn from those upstart leagues that tried to exist the last couple of years. They did a much better job at replay. Let you go in the booth with the replay official. Let you listen to the conversation between him and the referee, or her and the referee. And it was very well done, and it was an entertaining and enjoyable part of the game. And it lasted less than a third of the time of the NFL reviews. If I were king for the day and became somehow mm-hmm. or another the ruler of the country and all that, I would just ban replay entirely. <laughs> just get you rid and me of it. Both. You and me both. You know. And we're starting to see a resurgence in some of the arguments in baseball, and I'm sure you're seeing this as well. But initially, replay killed a really fun part of the game. Some of my most fun memories of umpiring minor league baseball are me and Eddie Ott going at each other over a call I made and him spitting tobacco juice all over my freshly cleaned uniform. But it was an entertaining and fun part of the game to be a, to be a part of. Right. And... You know, Bill, I mean, you're old enough to remember this. We're still arguing about the 1978 AFC Championship game between Houston and, and Pittsburgh. Was it a touchdown? Was it a catch? We don't know. But the thing is, with replay, yeah. we still wouldn't know. So why do we need yeah, it? because they don't, do, they don't define catch well in the NFL either, so that's no. part of it. We've got more NFL to get into. Dave, bear with me for just a second. As I remind everyone, O'Galley Electric is this hour's sponsor of the program. And much to Dave's chagrin, because he believes it's always this way, it is hurricane season. And it, just for Dave, it's also alligator season and everything else that we have that might devour you or cause you harm in the state of Florida. Well, during hurricane season, O'Galley Electric has a good answer for you because we're going to experience power outages. We do every summer, whether there's a big storm or not, just because that's what happens here. 
Well, a Generac home standby generator will make a difference for you, your family, your home, and help keep you cool, comfortable, safe, keep your food uh, refrigerated, keep your drinks cold, and, and keep the power running so you can stay up with me and Dave and do whatever it is we do here. Reach out to O'Galley Electric at 321-425-3343. They'll give you a free estimate. And then, because they are a major Generac dealer, they have a stock of, of these generators. They maintain a stock and inventory so they can deliver, install, service, and maintain that generator for you right now. You can learn more at eggenerators.com. Nothing like a free estimate and no waiting for your Generac home standby generator from this hour's sponsor. O'Galley Electric. Dave Bowman with us as we're kicking around the interesting and weird things of sports. Let's stay in the NFL, Dave. A Paul Saka story at the Blaze. Wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley, has had it with the NFL's COVID protocol, and he says, I'm not going to play under these circumstances. He says, I've made my money, I play for the love of the game, and I'm not going to be treated like an idiot having to get a stick up my nose and whatever other protocols they've got in play just because I don't want to be vaccinated. How are you reading this one, Mr. NFL fan? Wow. Wow. Cole Beasley. Um, my first reaction to that is, is would, would, would normal people would look at that and go, who? <clears throat> you know, he's a, he's a number three receiver for the Bills and have Cowboys. And, you know, at the same time, I'm all for it. Um, Bill, I, I think too many players stay too long in the leagues. So... Mm-hmm. If he wants to leave over this, then more power to him. I mean, he's making a statement. Yeah, more power to him. He's just uh, there. The the problem with these people staying around is who are we missing because this guy's on the on the roster, you know? And if he wants to leave over over COVID restrictions, over COVID vaccinations, whatever. I mean, like you said, he's made his money. What does he have to worry about? So. I, I'm not going to get all wired up about a third string or third a number three. He's not a third string, but a number three receiver on a team that you know. Let's face it, isn't exactly uh, lighting up my world. Well, it's not lighting up your world because you know you don't live on the East Coast where they are something important. Where it's hurricane uh, and they season. They had a great year last year. They do seem to be a resurging team and appear to be a factor in what's going on in the AFC anyway, where your uh, Denver Broncos reside. you want to talk right. about well, an you impressive also, season? Go right ahead. Right. Buffalo also has Josh Allen from the University of Wyoming as their quarterback, so obviously, you know, I care, but <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, well, we suck, but at least we don't have hurricanes. Well, that may be true. So what do you think about the protocols they're putting these, these players through? Is it reasonable for the NFL to do it or not? I don't think they have a choice. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Okay, you know, having criticized the NFL over some other stuff, but in, in this particular case, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you have X number of players. What Maybe the same thing we did with cruise lines here in Florida. Sue them, sue the CDC and say you got no business regulating these things. Right, but has the C- is it the CDC telling the NFL they have to do this or is it the NFL telling the players they have to do this? Well, yeah, it is the NFL. Right, so, which, uh, which makes a difference. If you're a player, though, and the Players Association, one of the gripes that Beasley had is the Players Association agreed to all of this. Of course they did. I mean, why, why wouldn't they? It's, they're going to agree to that. And, and, and now you're into that, that very fine line, Bill, between an individual who is part of an organization but is at odds with the organization over what the organization's goals and stated desires are. If if this was an employee, let's say this was radio and not football, and it was you know the 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 three to six host saying that he wasn't going to follow company policy, would anybody care? 
Dude, I've worn a mask in the hall when I had to, and that's just part of it. Hey, don't forget, you can win them before you can buy them. Tickets to the iHeartRadio Music Festival happens at our next hour. Keep listening for your chance to text and win. Galley Electric bringing you the hours. Dave Bowman and I try and take over the world. Actually, we're taking it over for this hour, and we let you play along at 321-768-1240. Another one of Dave's favorite things, the Stormwatch page, keyword storm at billmick.com. No, before, during, and after a storm event brought to you throughout hurricane season by Paul Davis Restoration. Dave, we're talking this Cole Beasley story in the Buffalo Bills saying, hey, look, I'm going to Beasley saying, I'm going to be the freedom-loving guy I've always been, and I'm not going to play by these COVID rules. And if that means I retire from the game, I retire. Rod's got some thoughts on it, Dave. He's in Grant. Rod, welcome to the program. Morning, boys. Morning. I think this is a really interesting thing to stop and look at from different angles because what you've got here essentially is a member of a union, which the NFLPA is, who has struck a deal with a large company, which is what the NFL is, and one of the union members has said, my union doesn't represent me properly. I am not going to be a member of that union anymore, and I am leaving my job because of something that the union has endorsed that I will not tolerate. And what's really interesting is Cole Beasley has the money. He's 100% right. He's made enough money in his mind to where he's comfortable with not making any more, and he's not trading money, which he doesn't need, for what he considers to be a massive intrusion upon himself. Now, the kicker on this is the people that would buy his jersey that might belong to a union don't have the financial wherewithal to take the same stand that he does. So there's different tiers of what people are willing to, to put up with. And I, I just found what he did to be, I mean, you know me, Bill. I think it's great to stick it in her ear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's multi-layered if you, anybody would care to look at it that way. I don't know that other Well, just ask any conservative who has, has worked for someplace like the telephone company in his early career in a state like West Virginia where it was a closed shop and you had to either pay the dues of the union and not belong or pay the dues of the union and have somebody you could gripe to when they did stupid things you didn't like, which I did very effectively. But, yeah, you didn't have a choice. You had to belong to the union or give them your money anyway for, for not belonging. It was, it was crazy. Dave, give me your thoughts here. Well, being a former union member myself and having spent my whole life working for major, large organizations, yeah, it's great. I mean, more power to Beasley. He's got the financial wherewithal to do it. But as you said, most people don't have that ability. Most people are not giant influencers on social media. We don't, I'm sure Coles Beasley's not a huge impact, but people pay attention to what he said. But how many people are going to walk away from their jobs? and they get home and their wife is going to say, no, you're not. <laughs> we, we got a house payment to make. So Every guy who's not playing in professional sports and bringing in the millions every year. Yeah, that's who. exactly. And, and, of course, statistics tell us that Mr. Beasley, while he has plenty of money now, the likelihood is, based on most NFL players, that you know, five, ten years from now he won't. So he'll be, he'll be working some blue-collar job somewhere because they, they're not, generally speaking, very good at it. That management. I was going to go with yeah. the finding him in a Buffalo alley with a needle in his arm, but okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> one of those, I guess. So it, it, it speaks to these players. I mean, how much how much power do players have? I mean, what, what did we see last Monday? Who's this guy, Ronaldo, soccer player? Cristiano so, Ronaldo. Right. Apparently he's the biggest thing in soccer. I, I don't watch it because it's a commie sport and who cares? Well, and, and yeah, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, most of the world follows this guy. Now, I don't. I don't really like soccer that much as you're going to learn if you listen to what the frock this week but the um the the point is this guy walked out to a press conference before a game or after i think it was before a game uh for the euro championships sat down at the table that had two coca-cola bottles on it he moved the coca-cola bottles held up a bottle of water and said agua and proceeded to do the press conference and everybody's having a i don't know what to call it bill I mean, I know what I would call it, but I can't say that on the air. Uh, fit uh-huh. about the fact that Coca-Cola lost $4 billion in stock value after he did this. Now, how do they translate that directly from his actions to them losing the money? Well, that's the question is they're saying that this guy is so influential on Instagram that the stock price, the, the stockbroker saw what he did and went, oh, my God, people are going to stop buying Coca-Cola now. <laughs> and so the stock price literally fell, I think, something like 90 cents. But when you have millions upon millions of shares, you know, I mean, it, 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 it essentially, quote unquote, wiped out $4 billion in value. Now, of course, that shows you the ridiculousness of the stock market to begin with and the valuation of the company. But it raises bigger questions because Coca-Cola paid lots of money to have those Coca-Cola bottles sitting out there in front of this this press conference at the tournament that they're sponsoring. And this in an player, agreement with the league. Right. And this player, who has a personal endorsement contract with, with other organizations, just basically wiped that aside and said, no, my desires are more important than the organization's. In the same way that Beasley... Which allows him to make the living that lets him get the endorsements that lets him be the wealthy guy that he is. Which he needs to be careful of, Bill, because unlike Beasley, Ronaldo's money comes from what are known as personal image contracts. Now, you and I would call this a talent fee, um, where we get paid by endorsers and stuff like that. The same thing happens with these soccer players. But what he needs to be careful of is that... Those are taxed by most European organizations, most European countries, tax those at a lower rate than they do his regular income. But if he starts, if players start pushing these things, the league isn't going to defend them anymore. And these tax people in Europe might start looking at that going, wait a minute, these are worth way more than his income. Why aren't we taxing them at a higher rate? So there's a, there's a potential backfire to this. I don't think he thought about, which is more than just biting the hand that feeds him, which is this organization that, you know, puts on this tournament that's sponsored by Coca-Cola. Now, the dumb part in all this, Bill, is if you read the financial pages, and for some weird reason I do, people are just losing their minds over Coca-Cola's $4 billion and how much influence this guy and how this is Kim Kardashian. There is actually an op-ed out there about how this is all Kim Kardashian's fault, which I don't disagree with. I I'm all in favor of blaming Kim Kardashian for everything. I kind of like the angle, yeah. yeah. Blame her for everything as far as I'm concerned. But but at the same time, it's ignoring the reality, which is that, you know, since 1985, since the day that Coca-Cola introduced New Coke, 
the worst marketing mistake in history, right? Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola's price that day was $1.46. After Ronaldo pulled his little stunt, it, quote-unquote, fell to fifty-three seventy-seven. Meaning that if you're a long-term investor in Coca-Cola, you only made a 5,000% profit even after yeah, Ronaldo did go. his thing. So I don't know that I would worry too much about it, but it does raise questions about how much influence well, these people have. Well, something else in mind, and I, I want to mention that to you, but I'm going to have to do it when we continue in just about a minute here on Bill McLaughlin. One of our sponsors on the program, B&R Construction Services of Brevard. Yes, my contractor, because Rich and Phil Whitney, the family and veteran-owned business that they are, 35 years of experience in the construction business. That all works to your benefit, whether it's a remodel of the kitchen or bathroom or other work around the house like they're doing at my place, whether it's painting and framing floors, cabinets, drywall, a lot of drywall going on in my place, plus other things as well. And if you let them know you heard about them on Bill Mick Live, you'll get exclusive savings from B&R Construction Services of Brevard for your job. 321-241-6474, 321-241-6474, for B&R Construction Services of Brevard. Wrapping things up with Dave Bowman, about uh, four minutes here to get this in. Dave, the thing that I noticed here, the incident not only, and this is from the story you shared with me, the incident not only echoed throughout the sports and beverage worlds, but was then covered extensively by international media. This is another media-incited panic over this. Right, and, and, and $4 billion is a lot of money if it ever really existed in the first place, which it probably didn't because the stock price had been falling already and then it had gone back up. But it raises questions, Bill, and I don't know if they're ethical or moral or societal. How much influence should one guy have? Should, should one guy moving two bottles of Coca-Cola have that much influence uh, and why does it have that much influence on what's why does Kim Kardashian influence anything? But we we the world has changed and sometimes we need reminders about how much it's changed. And that's Dave, a lot you and of I people. I grew up in similar households and, and my dad used to admonish uh, us as the whole family over uh, and he was a sports guy. He loved sports. He has officiated sports before I ever did. And uh, he would say we're turning into Rome. We're starting to idolize sports too much. And we do give these people far too much influence. Yeah, but if it isn't sports, it's something else. So, you know, we movie stars or television stars or, you know, reality TV shows. Bill, once we get off the air, remind me to ask, remind me to tell you my reality TV story that I can't say on the air right now. Um, it's ridiculous. How? Why are we so, why does anybody care? Why is this? working and but it is and the answer is money the answer is there's money to be made and if people are going to pay for it they're going to put it on yeah very true speaking of money you've got one more story to get into before our day is done i'll let you hatch that one for so you guys have the 15 dollars minimum wage yet down there and coming it's coming it's being phased but yes it was passed as a stupid constitutional amendment. So probably one of my third or fourth favorite things in the entire world is cheap Mexican food. I love cheap oh, Mexican yeah. food. Um, it, I miss the Modesto taco oh, trucks, man. God, you have no idea how much I miss that. But uh, fake cheap Mexican food is is taking a hit. Chipotle. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Chipotle or not. I don't know if it's yeah, down. Got here. Okay. Chipotle is is fancy, fake Mexican food. I mean, it's it's it's... It's okay, but it's not great. Uh, but anyway, they were one of the early advocates of the $15 an hour wage. But unlike okay. McDonald's, they were not 
prepared to go to the kiosks and the self-ordering and the robots and all of that. Uh, and right. so they're, uh, they've announced this week that they're going to have to increase their prices, which of course the whole, the whole attraction of something like that is that it's, you know, it's not as expensive as going to a full on restaurant, but now it's going to be, be more expensive quote because of the well, $15 and then, and dollar an hour wage. Seen the lessons in places like your nearby Seattle that takes you forever to get to, but it's nearby where restaurants will run out of town for this very thing being in play. Right. I mean, but, but it's like, I don't know. It, it's the influencers say it's okay. So it must be okay. The, <laughs> the whole, the whole concept of this, you know, this idea of business, it's like people who have no business acumen whatsoever, no experience, no, no abilities. They've never done it are the ones making these idiotic decisions. In the meantime, people lose their jobs because businesses can't afford it. And then people say, well, if you can't afford $15 an hour, you shouldn't be in business anyway. Well, okay, dummy, why don't you start a business then? <laughs> as, as you, well, as you yeah, no longer get I mean, your Chipotle burrito. should pay what they are worth to the employer, you know? Right. But see, the, most people don't see it that way. Most people have, have become to see it, it. It should be worth what I've decided it's worth. I'm in charge. I'm in control. You should do, your business exists for me, not for you has become the yeah, attitude, that's and that's the influencers. True. That's influencing also one very one. sad. It is. Also sad, Dave. We're out of time, man. I Again? really appreciate it. I'm going to miss you next week because I'll be out. Are you out the week following or next I'm, week as well? I'm out basically all of July. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but well, I'll be on well, the East Coast. Sure we'll catch up in between. Thanks for taking the time and getting up early this morning. It's always fun, my friend. It is indeed. See you whenever. All right, talk to you here in a second once I get everything closed up. Remember, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, they start the uh, unenviable job that's enviable all at the same time. Noon to 3 on WMMB as uh, the Rush Limbaugh show is gone. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton fill in the combination, uh, fill in the time now. Thank you to O'Galley Electric for this hour. I'll see you in a week or so.